Hey friend, welcome to Grounded, the vestibular podcast. I'm Dr. Madison Oak, aka the Vertigo Doctor. I am the vestibular physical therapist who is here to help you with all things dizziness, imbalance, and vertigo. In this podcast, we explore the fascinating world of vestibular disorders. Come with me as we dive headfirst into a journey to discover the mysteries of the brain, the inner ear, and the balance mechanisms that keep us grounded. Whether you've been managing dizziness for one day or 25 years, we're going to get real about what it takes to manage dizziness, handle the anxiety cycle, and thrive, not just survive, with your vestibular disorder. First, I want to remind you that this is never medical advice. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only and may not be the best fit for you and your personal situation. It shall not be construed as medical advice. The information and education provided here is not intended or implied to supplement or replace professional medical treatment advice and or diagnosis. Always check with your own physician, medical professionals, and healthcare team before trying or implementing any information found here. Meet me in your coziest chair while we navigate the highs and lows, the twists and turns of the vestibular universe. Welcome to Grounded. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grounded. I have a friend with me today who I'm really, really excited for everyone to meet. Her name is Jennifer Webster, and we are going to be talking about lots of different things, but mainly her journey with migraine and persistent postural perceptual dizziness. So before we get too deep into this, I would love if you said hi and introduced yourself and we can kind of chat about everything. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Madison, for the intro. So I don't really know how to introduce myself. I I wrote down a fun fact. So I love it. I um. I'm originally from Edmond, Oklahoma, which is like a very small town. And I moved down to Florida to work for Walt Disney World. And I've actually been here now for like seven years. So I uh, ended up living in Florida and I do not regret it. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. And I love it here. Yay. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you for, that's a fun fact. (laughs) Give us a little bit of background on your kind of vestibular disorder, your dizziness, your migraine, as much as you are comfortable or uncomfortable sharing. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and I just want to say like the last podcast that I listened to is so inspiring. And it honestly just made me want to share my story that much more because I think it's so important, like what we're doing in this space. And um, just that people know that they're not alone in in what they're going through with, with all of this vestibular and triple PD, especially it, it's really scary. So I got a traumatic brain injury in 2019. I had never had migraines before in my life before that. I didn't even know really what, you know, what vestibular rehab was. I had no idea what any of this, this whole new, like, you know, community was. So in 2019, I got a, really, I got a concussion, but then it turned into a traumatic brain injury. Um, I remember going to doctors. I remember being really scared. I remember having an, I always end up with like an angel of like a physical therapist or vestibular rehab therapist. I think it's like divine that they're placed in my lives and, and they literally make all the difference in the world, like literally make all the difference in the world. So they paired me with this girl and I don't, I, I, oh. I don't know. I have her number still on my phone, but her name is like not coming to me. But um, her name was Allie. And she was specifically for like neuro, right? Because when you go to have a concussion, you have to do a lot of neuro stuff. So anyways, long story short, she worked with me and she got me basically to be normal again. So after I recovered from my TBI and concussion, um, I was like full speed ahead. I thought everything was fine. I was like, nothing, you know, like, let's just keep moving on with life. I'm a very active person. Like my mom is the same way. We can't sit still. We have to be doing something. You're shaking your head because I know you understand. Like, it's I'm not, totally like, with I, you. yeah, like, I do not like to sit down. I'm very athletic. I want to go rollerblading. I want to go hiking. And so I got back to that, you know, and then in 2021, I would say one day I just woke up and I was like extremely dizzy. I remember going to my friend's party. She was having like a party for her three-year-old son. And um, I was so dizzy the whole day and, you know, hadn't, this was before I had gotten into, 
you know, boundaries for myself and taking care of myself. So I went to the party and I remember being like, I remember telling my friend, I was like, I really don't want to go, but I don't want to disappoint her. And so I went and it was terrible. Like I felt awful the whole time. I was so dizzy and I had no idea what was going on. I just thought like I woke up one day really dizzy. So I think I went to vestibular rehab again, did some more stuff, got better. Um, at this point in my life, I'm very used to going back to vestibular rehab, going back to doctors, going back to f- trying to figure out what's wrong. Finally, in 2021, I was at a workout class and, you know, because it's me and like music is super loud and I'm acting like crazy and I'm trying to keep up with everybody else on the bike, which I have no business doing because people are so fast. It's, it's this like cycle bar class. And, um, all of a sudden it, like something happened after the class and I, I literally didn't know what it was, but I was so dizzy. So dizzy to the point I remember when I came home, I was like, this is like sad to think about. But I was like, I remember I like ordered food and I was so dizzy. I couldn't even like eat because I was just like, everything was like so off, right? I didn't know what was, I remember talking to my friend and being like, I'm dizzy every day. I'm dizzy every day. I'm dizzy every day. Like I did not know what was happening. It was so bad that I thought I got a concussion again because I was like, oh, this this is what I've I've been here before. This is a concussion. I know what this is. It wasn't a concussion. Thank God I have friends that are smart, smart women. And I called one of my friends. (laughs) She was a PA. And she's like, I think you have um, I think one of your eardrums is ruptured because I kept going to doctors and I went to the ER and. Um, they didn't know what to do. I, they just thought I had a migraine and I think they gave me like a Myers cocktail or something like that. And it didn't do anything. And then somebody put me on like, I think like, uh, I don't remember like propanol or, a or, uh, something. I don't remember what they like put a, me on, but a blood pressure medication. Yeah. Like something to kind of like nip it. Cause no one knew what it was. And then finally I did go to the doctor. They did confirm that I had, um, my eardrum had burst. Um, so in regards to that, like, it's actually was like, a, I'm really actually like blessed to have known that because now that I knew that, then it was like, okay, now we can treat it. Right. So then I start the journey of like neurology. My, now I know about migraines. I've never had a migraine in my life. Now it's like, and I mean, I was having migraines after this, like every single day. And I think the scariest part for me was that I had no idea what a migraine was because I'd never had one. I knew that I had like headaches and stuff when I had a concussion, but a migraine is way, 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 way. I've never had light sensitivity. I've never had like noise sensitivity or anything like that. Um, So I would say like in that particular time in my life, I was just like so lost, so scared. So I was getting a migraine every day. I was going to VRT. VRT every single day was so overwhelming, so overwhelming. It was like, and I know you've talked about this. It's like when you're not ready and you're vestibular and it's not, not to her, you know, to her, like I'm trying to, she, we didn't know really what was going on. And I think, totally, yeah. And I think we were just trying to do like what we thought was best at the time. And again, I have like an angel named Ashley who helped me and just was the best, most motivating, caring literally beautiful person that I could have worked with and um we were both just like stumped we were like what the hell you have migraines you have so like finally I got an MRI and I want to talk a little bit about that because I know we talk about that in our support group like Mm -hmm. I I already have a support network and so I'm really grateful for that um but like I just my heart goes out to people that that get a support network like you cannot do this alone you're not going to be able to go through all of this alone you can but it's very scary and it's it's not like fun you know like get out and like reach out and get that support um absolutely so I was in vestibular group fit and I had my own support network anyways and so I went to go get the MRI and I remember like being so scared not only was I scared of the MRI because I thought something was wrong with my brain I was scared because like I'm having migraines every day and the MRI is scary. And it's like, it's just the last thing you want to do while you're going through all this shit. You're like, yeah, absolutely. Really? Like, 
I, you know what I mean? Like get me in a little enclosing kit. It's just was so dramatic. So I, nothing was wrong with my brain. Thank God. I remember telling my support network. Then um, I got a VNG test and I'm grateful I did that. I wasn't even going to do it again. Why support network is so important because at the time I was like, what the hell is that? It doesn't even matter. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I was like walking, like I was like walking through the dark, like, right. Like I was like, what the hell is all this stuff? So I got the VNG test, thank God. And it, you know, showed like an imbalance. And so finally we had some like data. Right. And I think that's why I hear you say, get it. Or I hear you say, get a diagnosis, try to get a diagnosis because like, you can think that you have all these things. That's great. Your brain's going to come up with a million things that you have until you get in front of a doctor, <laughs> someone that is like, that's, that's when you know, that's when you know. So that was really good. Totally. So I remember, yeah. And I remember the day that I went into my doctor, who's like my ENT, thank God for him too. And I remember him looking at me and being like, I think you have triple PD. And I was like, again, what the hell? Like, it's triple PD. Like, what in the shit? Like, oh, oh my God. So um, I'm a researcher. And I am like a knowledge person. And that's why I love your group so much. So much knowledge. So much knowledge that you can use and, and you can take everywhere. And so I started researching triple PD. I started going back to VRT. I started um, doing the work, you know, like to, to put it out there. Like, yes, you can get better. But believe me, like you're going to do work. It is work. not. It is not easy. Yeah. It's and, not. I, and I remember you saying literally to me being like, this is not going to get better. And here we are. You're like doing so great. So it's, it's work. And when you put it, and I don't also want to say that anyone's not trying hard enough, but it takes the right work at the right cadence at the right pace. And it gets better. Yes. Yes. And I literally have saved screenshots from you because that's how like meaningful that stuff is when you're going through this. Like, it's no joke. Like you need, you need that person to tell you, like I needed you and I needed my therapist in mm-hmm. life telling me like it's gonna be okay you're gonna get better because what tends to happen is I think something that gets a lot on the back burner is the mental health piece of this like holy crap like you your mental health and I oh I don't want to like I just I want you to be mindful like when you're going through something like this like your mental health just be aware things are gonna be difficult your mental health might slip like do the right things for yourself like I listened, like I went to, and I, like some of this stuff, I felt silly doing it. Cause I was like, really like, you know, and I, oh my God, the acceptance piece of this, like, oh, I could be like, it could be like, we could talk for, I feel like we could talk for hours about the acceptance piece. Like a hundred percent. The acceptance piece is like, and it, and it just like to put it out there, like it takes time and it takes trial and error and just, just try to be like, easy with yourself like this shit is mm. hard to do you know like you're like I remember when I was working and it was like I was at this like crazy job where I was like uh-huh. like it, oh my god it was I was like almost like doing the job of two people and I was and um I remember losing that job when I was like in the middle of all this you know and at the time of course it was like the worst thing that had ever happened um but I do believe that things are divine and they happen in their own time. And like with Mm -hmm. this thing that's happened and around all the acceptance and all the mental health stuff, I, and I heard the other lady say this too, and I forgot her name, Sarah, like she was saying that it made her stronger. And I like completely agree. Like it, it's ugly and it sucks and it's really scary, but Mm -hmm. like the, um, like the stuff that happened during it, like, the relationship I now have, have with like a higher power, my boundaries today, how I can take care of myself. Like, it's almost like I learned that through all of this, like crazy, crazy, crazy shit that I had to go through. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it was sucked. But at the same time, it really made me such a stronger person. And I am so much stronger, like in myself and what I want and what I'm like, doing in my life. And I have so much more respect now for for anybody struggling with a with a disorder that's invisible and I think that's another Mm -hmm. part of it that's just like so hard to to make people understand because a lot of times when I was 
going through this, I did have to have those hard conversations with friends because it was like, oh, I saw it's like, okay, they see you, right? You mm-hmm. look fine. Mm-hmm. And you and they ask you to do something and you literally are like, oh, I can't do it. And they're like, okay, like, it doesn't make sense to them. And it and I and I feel for them, like, I get that. It, it, you know, if you see someone and they, they look fine, it does get confusing. But I just, it, it's so much more than that, I guess. Totally. And I think it all starts with that first word you said, acceptance, right? You're like, it was so hard to practice acceptance. But I want to remind everyone listening from your perspective and my perspective, what acceptance actually is. Because acceptance does not mean I'm going to sit here and feel dizzy every day for the rest of my life, right? Acceptance means something much bigger and different, frankly. It means I know that I have this thing. And so I'm going to build myself a toolkit and a support network and give myself different things so that I can manage it, right? And everyone on this planet is dealing with some thing and it probably feels like junk and you probably don't like it. And it it does suck. And a vestibular disorder is so endlessly frustrating, but it can be managed. There are things that you can do on a daily basis. And I want everyone in the world to know this. There are things that you can do on a regular basis that make this easier to live with. And so I love that you're like, I've done all of these things and I can take care of myself and I set boundaries and my friends know now and like I can talk about it. I can do all, but it took a lot of work and it it started with you literally being like, I'm accepting this is happening to me now. And I know for a fact that it did not happen on day one. It did not happen on day two. It took a really long time and kind of like ebbing and flowing back and forth between like, yes, I accept this. And no, I absolutely do not accept that this is my life right now. And it's frustrating and it takes time, but you are evidence if anyone needs proof that this gets so much better. And acceptance is the beginning of that. And acceptance, again, does not mean, hey, I'm going to feel like this every day for the rest of my life. It just doesn't mean that. So I'm really so impressed with you. Thank you so much. And so I'm in like a recovery community and it's funny because like acceptance is a big deal, like in the recovery community uh-huh. and it doesn't mean you like it, but it means that you, you once that acceptance hits, like you're saying, think about all the options that you have. Think about all the choices you can make, you know, think about, think about, because then you're kind of in the solution, right? Then you're ready to do some things that are going to really, really like help you and, and, and manage it and stuff like that. and. And you're totally right. It it honestly, in all honesty, it took me years. It really, it took me about like a year or two to get better. Um, and then, you know, I just really, really, really want to also say, um, there were days where I was like, you know, like when I would hear sometimes anyone saying you're going to get better, it's like, fuck off, you know, like, no, I'm not. You're full of shit. This is never going to work. And that's okay. Have those days, have those shitty days because you're going to get there, but I cannot stress enough, like taking care of your mental health during this time. And, you know, I don't mind talking about like my own mental health journey. Like I, I had to go, or I went to CBT. Um, for me, I had to get on a medication to control dizziness that just happened to be anti-anxiety. Um, and it did wonders for me because I'm a person that had anxiety anyways before this. Um, but just, just the way that, that, vestibular group fit is like oh just like supportive you know it's really supportive and and it has a lot of information on medications and let me tell you this as well and I wanted to put this in there like I tried so many medications okay I tried imgality I tried oh my god sumatriptan um like anything and everything that you would want to try I totally tried it and the, the the good thing is, is that I learned in like vestibular group fit is that like you are not, you're the medications usually won't work for, like they're not going to work. For, you have to try, not have to, but it's a good idea to try a lot. Yes. So I am very like, yeah, like pro it's called, med, it's called, like, pro med. it's called number needed to treat. And this is a really important concept. This is a concept. It's, it's like you the number of people who have to try a medication before it works for one people, one person, sorry, grammar, Madison, 
before we're is usually pretty high. So like if you and me take a single medication and the number needed to treat is 30, it's probably not going to work for either me or you. We're needing 28 other people to try this before it works for one person. And so your doctor is making his or her best educated mm-hmm. guess about what mm-hmm. might work for you. And just like you're saying, like try the medication. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work in a couple of weeks, you need to give it a couple of weeks to like your body to get used to it for sure. There's going to be some side effects. Medications are not without side effects, but once you give it that time to kind of settle into your body, then your body can go like, Oh, this is actually here to help me and can actually help you. But if at that time you're like, okay, I tried one SSRI. There are thousands, maybe not thousands, but there are so many just SSRIs. And just because one doesn't work for you, doesn't mean they're all not going to work for you. And so what you're saying is completely, I love it. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Try them, like try them and see what medication is going to work. If you're open to medication with your body chemistry and, and keep an open mind and, and, and like, do the things, you know, and, and it's a hustle and it's a, like a pain in the ass and you're gonna have to deal with insurances and la la la. But I will say like NeuraHealth, like shout out to that whole team. Like, honestly, love them. <laughs> yes, seriously on, oh, like love, love them. I do think it's nice to have a neurologist that's like here. And I had a local one. I feel like I just did doubles of everything. I have like a local neurologist, but I also have now I just see the neuro team, but they're, they really are there to help and they don't give you like, Oh my God, compared to like the hassle that you usually get with your neurologist. That's like local, not, not that they mean to, but it's just, there's so many hoops you have to jump through, totally. which is another thing that like, I want to go to headache on the hill. Cause it's so, I hope to go there. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. I hope yeah, to see you like, there. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it's just like, Oh my God. I mean, somebody like dealing with a like a super intense like debilitating disorder and you're like, asking them to like jump through who cares like, I don't even have 15 yeah. pages of paperwork yeah, it's like I don't even have the enough energy to like feed my like put food in my mouth like you know it's like totally so totally I yeah uh, neuro health plug this is not a sponsored podcast yeah, but if you want to use neuro health I do have a discount code for them I am affiliate for them it is all caps, vertigo, doctor 15 will get you. I do not refer to them because of my affiliate code. I referred so many people to them. They gave me an affiliate code. So that's the code. Use it. Go to NeuraHealth. It's Neura, N-E-U-R-A, health.co. And I'll link it in the show notes, but I'm totally with you, Jennifer. Totally with you. Yeah. It's, it's, they're, they're amazing. Um, so yeah. Well, you have done some really, really fun things this year. And so there are two main things that I see you talk about. And just like, when you talk about these things, you like, I can see how excited you are, even if I don't see a picture of you or a video of you, I could just like hear or like read how excited you are about these things. And the first one is pickleball. And the second one is this giant trip to Egypt that you did that at some point, you're like, I'm going to cancel this trip. And I was like, don't cancel this trip. I know you can go on it in group. And I would love maybe talking about pickleball first. We'll talk about Egypt second, but that's what's coming. If you have ever wondered about playing pickleball because it is a giant sport and it's amazing or wondered, hey, can I travel again? The answer is yes. But let's talk about it. How did you return to pickleball? Okay. The answer is yes. Like you can, like, don't doubt yourself. You totally can. So, and, um, so I want to say like with pickleball, I worked with my vestibular therapist on doing things very, very slowly um, and working my way up. So I don't like to listen to when Dr. Madison says, like, do things slow ever. And I never usually do. I was like, oh, my God. But it works. It works. You have to do baby step it out. You got to baby step it out for it to work. So um, I started doing like the little programs that we did right like I did like little stuff um and I remember talking to you about this and being like I just did like two minutes this is stupid (laughs) everyone says that to me but I promise you I'm right (laughs) I hate to say it so but I know I know you and my my therapist that like at my home was like baby step it out like just do baby steps so just so you guys know I really worked my way up um because when I was doing vestibular rehab, I had, what is it called? Nystagmus? Nystagmus. Nystagmus. Yeah. Nystagmus. And I had nystagmus in like both um, of my eyes. So I had like really hard like issues doing that. 
Um, like I, I had a lot of visual stuff going on, which is very, very scary. Um, so if you think about pickleball, <laughs> it's a lot of visual <laughs> and movement. Oh my God. You're like watching the ball, watching the ball, watching the ball, like the whole time. And, um, I'm just got so much gratitude right now, just because I never, I remember like two years ago when I was like, I was really homebound. And I know some of you are probably there right now where it's like, you're literally just at your house. And I get it. You don't want to go outside. You feel like shit all the time. Even like, oh my God, and walking. Like I would get my ass out there and take a walk. I would, you got to really, like I said, be mentally strong and, and really get yourself going. I don't know how or what music you need to listen to or what type of stuff, but you got to get up and, and start moving again. Because I know we talk about this too. Like the longer you're sedentary and I was sedentary for a long time, it takes longer for everything to keep going. So um, I finally, my mom came and visited me and like, she played pickleball. And of course I was like, that is so lame. Like, hell no. You know? And I remember I had a huge migraine that day, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like go out there with her and do it anyways. Because at this point in my life, I was like, I can't wait to have a good day. I've got to start participating in life again. And I have a friend who struggles with a chronic illness as well. And we talk about this a lot. Like sometimes we just show up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you're going to get, but <laughs> I just go. So um, I, she taught me how to play pickleball and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I started playing more and more and now I'm a hundred percent obsessed with it. And I literally try to get every single person in the world to play. <laughs> I'm like embarrassingly obsessed with it, but oh my God, so good for your vestibular system. You can say more, but like, hello. So good. Hello. <laughs> like, like, like your eyes are moving on the ball. You're getting cardio in. And you get to like talk to people and say, hey, which is nice when you've been like by yourself for a long time. You get to kind of get in that social thing. Mm -hmm. Usually people can be weird at pickleball. Usually, usually people are really cool, really sweet, and they really want to like help you learn, which is really nice. They can be really welcoming. And also just like watching the ball. So I started playing it and I got pretty I'm better at it. I'm pretty good at it now. Now I'm a little bit like intense. But I will say this, like, I want everyone to know this as well. Like, nothing has disappeared, right? Like I played pickleball this last Sunday and um, had to take like basically the rest of the day off because it's so demanding of like your, your energy and your uh, vestibular system. But I also want to say this, like something that my, my therapist told me that really helped me um, in like my healing journey is re remembering that trying to separate myself from my triple PD. So because my triple PD right now is basically gone. I don't really have it anymore. I used to have it and I used to wake up every day like dizzy and scared and all this stuff. I don't have that anymore. But like what I do now is I separated myself from the triple PD. And the way that I did that is me and my vestibular rehab therapist, Ashley would be like, you know, don't, not everything that happens to you is because of your triple PD. So like, if you go and play two or three hours of pickleball, anyone after that would be very tired, very sore. And so you have to start separating yourself uh -huh. from it because if you don't, you're going to really start to label and internalize this, this the fact that you have this thing and you do. And I think you said it the other day, but it's not, it's the least important thing about you. It is not the most, no. Yeah, it is the probably the most boring thing about you. Yeah. Like, you have talked about a lot of cool stuff you like to do. And I know yeah. you for years now, a group of, like, interesting things that you do. And, like, everyone wants to ask you, like, are you okay? Because that's natural yeah. human nature, right? Like, yeah. are you okay? How are you doing? Is your 3PD gone? Are your vestibular yeah. migraine attacks gone? Yeah. Uh, do you still have Meniere's disease? Like, that's what people want to ask yeah. you because it's yeah. like general human nature. Change the subject because that is not all you are. Talk about your dog. Talk about your kids' good grades or bad grades at school. Talk about literally anything else. Like, it's just not that. And then also... Your identity is not your chronic illness. Like, yes, it is a part of you, but if you identify so fully with like, I am, I am triple PD or I am migraine, 
that's going to become such a part of you that it's going to be nearly impossible to let go of. And although triple PD is something that will likely, yes, live inside of your brain as a neural track Mm -hmm. forever, it doesn't mean it's the the track that your brain has to take. It doesn't mean that like when you make a decision, it's going to be the three PD decision. When you get more stressed out, you might be a little bit more dizzy and like, that's okay. But just like you said, if I tomorrow or even this afternoon tried to pay three hours of pickleball, I would be down for three days. Like I am like literally, literally. and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like sometimes when you have a chronic illness, it's, it's really sad and it like, you're actually like harder on yourself. Right. Cause you're like, you want to get back to, and I get it. You want to get back to being this way so bad and you want it to work out and it will, but you need to remember, like you're saying, like separate yourself from basically the illness you know because the illness it like you said will be there um but let's you know let's think about also you're a human being right and humans get tired humans get hungry humans get this humans make mistakes it's like i wish we did the op like i wish we were nicer to ourselves when we have a chronic illness and it's almost like we sometimes swing the other way and we're harder on ourselves and i just feel like that's not helpful to heal totally not helpful totally not helpful And something else I was talking about today with a patient was just interesting is she was like, well, I get up in the morning and I'm like, what are the 10 things that I could do to make today a day for healing my triple PD? Mm -hmm. And that's such Mm -hmm. a hard thing to like Mm -hmm. put on yourself every day, right? If every day Mm -hmm. you woke up and like, that was the first thought you had, like, how do I get rid of this? Mm -hmm. That's almost like reinforcing in our brain that like, if we, we can only focus on this. And Mm -hmm. so we've been recently having the conversation of like, do something. And I know she listens to this podcast. You're doing fantastic. And I want you to know that when you hear this, but it's this conversation of like, how do we shift the things we do during the day? So your whole day isn't just focused on that. So like, can you take a walk through the park? Can you pick up an old hobby you used to have? Even if you can't leave Mm -hmm. the house, like, can you, I don't know, needle crochet needle Mm -hmm. point. I got really into needle point in the pandemic. Like far too into it. It was great. It was great. I loved it. (laughs) I've recently been doing tons of audiobooks. Like what are the things that you can do even in your home that are like, okay, I'm just gonna not think about this because thinking about all day, how do I make this better is actually going to make it worse. Cause that's so like makes it a part of your identity. Mm -hmm. And it's also hard Mm -hmm. if you're like so stuck on the couch or stuck in bed and you can't leave your house because you feel so I feel for you. I want you to know it gets Mm -hmm. better. But it also is so, so hard to only think about that all day, which is kind of what you're coming back to with the mental health perspective. Like, can you see a therapist to help you think through yeah. these thoughts and stuff like that? Yeah. And like when we're in these things where we're getting diagnosed and it's scary and, and I get and I and I've been there. If you're there right now and like you're sitting in your house and you're literally thinking, I've been there. Um and and it's so freeing once you start to do these little baby steps we're talking about. And maybe you, I mean, I'm going to, you know, keep plugging Vestibular Group Fit, but like maybe you get on Vestibular Group Fit and you talk to someone in the chat that day, reach out to me. Like I would love, I'm here for anyone that has issues with that, you know? And, um, but like do something like you're saying that, that reminds you of the old person that you used to be before this happened to get yourself to remember like who you are because you're, still that person and you have things that you like to do and um yeah I just hope that people just like understand that that you know it does take work it does take time but you can get better and I think giving yourself a break man that's what we're talking about like give yourself a break like take a little baby walk talk to a friend like people want to be there for you another Mm -hmm. thing was like asking for help like you, mm-hmm. you gotta like you gotta ask for help i know and it's like especially for me like i was someone that really hated doing it and so uh-huh. it was like surprise you got to do it and i was like oh my god but it was like so it's it's amazing but that's another hurdle that's another mm-hmm. mental health hurdle together. totally totally and especially if it's ingrained in you since you being a kid of like don't ask for help you don't need any help you can only do this independently like but humans are social creatures you said it with pickleball you said it with asking for help, humans are social creatures. We want to help other people. Like think about if someone asked you for help, someone you're friends with, maybe you're really close with your mom or really close with your sibling or whatever. I love love it. I'm like, I love helping. (laughs) Say less. 
I'll yeah, move a freaking like, couch for you. Like, by myself, I'll, fine, like, I'll do it. I'll get it done. I'll figure yeah, it out. Like, I want to help you. Like, what can I do? Like, I get so excited. And so remember, yeah, like, that's a good one. Like, remember how people, how people are excited to help you. And like, eh, I would ask for rides and I got to know people that way. And you get to spend special time with people and they get to hear it's, you know, it's, it's worth it. Like you're worth it. Yeah. You are worth it. If you're listening to this right now, you're worth it. I promise. So on that note, shall we switch to Egypt? When yes. we were messaging about this yesterday, you're like, I've never, you're never going to get me on this, on this podcast. So I want to leave enough time for it okay. um, because I think it's so important. And I'm so honestly, so I was telling this off air, like I'm living vicariously through you. I'm so excited to hear about it. I want to, one of my really good friends, which went to Egypt, you just went, I'm like, okay, now I have to go. You ha- I literally have to go. I have to go. So apparently yeah. everyone needs to go to Egypt. So how do we get there? <laughs> okay. So I took a trip when I was like newly diagnosed to Amsterdam for the first time. And this trip to Egypt versus that trip with all the tools that I have now for vestibular. And like, I mean, just literally, I cannot tell you like night and day. Like I, I really, I'm glad I went to Amsterdam. Um, but I, I wish I would have waited because traveling, like we talk about with a toolkit, traveling with knowledge, traveling with another thing about this that I know you probably don't want to hear if you're sitting at home feeling like shit is that you really will get to know your body. That's a blessed, like I know Mm -hmm. my body. I sit every day in meditation and I slow down and I listen to what she needs because you know, when you have a chronic illness, your body dictates a lot of what you can do. It's, it's the reality of it. Right. But I have like found out so much more about my body. So funny thing is, is like when I booked Egypt, I was like, you know, of course there's some fear with a vestibular disorder. And I have a friend that wants to go too, and she's, she's scared to go. Um, and it makes sense. There's a lot of fear about it because it's, <laughs> like it's for me, it was like a 20 hour flight. Um, you know, your uh, migraine likes, um, what do we say? It likes routine. You're out of your yeah. routine. Mm-hmm. The more um, boring you can be, the better. And Egypt better, is not boring. Right? Yes. And so when I booked it, I was just kind of like, I was like, I want to see how this goes, basically. Like, I know Amsterdam was kind of like a shit show. I wonder how Egypt could be. And um, blew my mind. Um the Middle East is like, I can't shut up about it. I want to go back like as soon as I can. It was the most beautiful place with the most beautiful people that I really have ever been to in my life. Like I have never really wanted like a tattoo. And now I want like a, you know, like it was like that that place for me. It was like, I call, like I have a lot of friends who travel and we call it like the place that you kind of call home. Like that's like your home. Like that for me was Egypt. But I, so what I did for a vestibular disorder, I got my own room paid extra just because when you have something like a chronic illness there are a lot of things that are going to be different I think than staying in another with another person and you really have to focus on yourself and how you feel and that's totally okay so that was like a big win for me um I did not do the thing I did not do the thing where you come a day early I think that would have been so great but I actually showed up at like three in the morning and (laughs) got to the hotel with a bunch of other women and like I woke up the next day you're so excited and you're on so much adrenaline that you really I promise you you probably won't if you've got your stuff under control won't be thinking about your migraine and stuff you're not you're gonna be like pyramids and and you're gonna be seeing stuff and and I think what I'm trying to say is I pleasantly surprised myself with how great it was and Mm -hmm. I had electrolytes on the plane I literally packed every single thing I possibly could. I had all my medications. Um, you can actually ask for extra medications before you go on a trip. If you need it, there are just so many solutions. Like don't miss out on something like that. It was literally the trip of a lifetime. I rode a camel. I went to all the museums. And, um, another thing is, is like when you know yourself and your vestibular disorder, I know when to take breaks. So for instance, one night they went out to a um, like a really on a really crowded boat ride with like a bunch of drinking and a bunch of people. And I said, hell to the no, me and my vestibular disorder 
are going to be like, this is shit. And I knew I would hate that. And it's the acceptance again. Like I accepted, I wouldn't like it. I stayed home. Me and my friend went to an Egyptian grocery store. The most fun in the world. I'd way rather do that. Literally got so many snacks, talked to a local man. We walked around like we had so much fun. That's my dream and day. So, it was literally the best day of my life. Like, I, like, and like it was so nice. Like and I did get like and I want to say this like I did get migraines. I didn't feel great the whole time, but I had my medications. I took my medications. Um, there's another there's a, all this too where it's like your medication. Am I going to take it? Now I just take it. I don't play games. I'm take not like. It. <laughs> take your medication like just take don't it. pill shame like, yourself it's so hard but don't no pill shame yourself. Just, yes it is and it's, i took my medications when i could and um i didn't do the stuff that i didn't things i didn't know i wouldn't want to do and i just literally had the time of my life i also on the plane did some things i've never done before which were so helpful um i got like a bland diet on my plane because when i travel i can't have anything like crazy like that um, I had access to water all the time. Um, I just, I asked for what I needed. You know, that's a big thing when you have a vestibular disorder and it's hard to let go. I know of like the, like the guilt and the worry about what other people are going to think. But, um, if you're truly taking care of yourself and trying to have a good time, you know, and someone shames you for it, like fuck them, you know? I completely yeah. agree. I completely agree. And I think that like, once you're on the plane, right, like you're there. And you know, like there could be turbulence. You might feel yeah. not so great, but like the flight attendants are there to help you. Like that's their yeah. job. So, like if you, I once looked at a flight attendant and I was like, she's like, can I get you a drink? And I was like, the most water you can possibly give me. Like I was so dehydrated yeah. that day for yeah. whatever reason, the most water you can possibly. Yeah. And she gave me the whole bottle. Yeah. So, like just ask for the things that you need. And then she came back with a cup and like every time she would walk past it, it was empty, just more water. And they just are, they're nice. Flight attendants are so kind to you. If you're kind to them, obviously do not be rude to flight attendants. It will no, backfire. But there's a lot of video. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot don't, of become, don't be on the internet. Like. Don't be on the internet. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, if you need something, like they're there to help you. And so pre-Medicaid, I don't know if you, I said you pre-medicated or not, but if you feel like you might need to pre-medicate before you get on the plane, I want to be very specific that every patient and, and client who I've ever worked with who wants to fly has flown ever. I have not, not gotten someone on a plane yet. So it's definitely, yeah. definitely possible. You can do it. You can hundred percent do it. Don't be afraid. Like, and, and know the first time might be a, a roughie because it's your first time and you, and and know that it's trial and error and know that you're going to figure out what, what works and what doesn't work. I also have to fly for work too. So I feel like I got a little bit of like a, and let me tell you the first one or two times I flied, oh, like migraines, like shit show, horrible, never wanted to do it again. It's almost like you do these things to see what happens. And it's, it is crazy because migraine is complex and it does weight, like all these things are so the crazy thing about all this stuff is that it's just, there's no, it is just so blah, blah, blah. There's no like. It's yeah. abstract. Yes. Yeah. There's not like a one fit for everybody. It's it's a really like get to know yourself and what works for you, basically. Totally. I love your attitude about like the trial and error too, because I think trial and error is really hard because if you do something and it doesn't work, it's like, that's crushing yeah. sometimes. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's like. And, we, and, we, and I've gone through that too. Like there's so many times, like I remember trying Imgality. I remember the day like she gave me the Imgality pen. I was like, oh, this is like my, yes, this is going to be amazing. I didn't do shit, you know? And like, it's okay. I found some medication that finally did once I got to Neura Health. Um, and I talked to Dr. Burke. But I also will say like to get to Dr. Burke, I had done so much work, okay? I had done, like I came to him with like doing, like I had done a, uh, MRI, I, you know, next stuff, I'd done this, I'd done that, I'd done this, you know, and um, just don't give up, like, there's going to be something that works for you. And also, on TikTok, there is a girl called Migraine Babe. And I love her. She works for Nura. She's the best. Canon Techstar. She seriously is like, uh, like, talks about the real shit. And I love her for putting out content. Like, she does, like, she goes on there when she feels like shit and like talks about like 
how it is to really have this. And it's just when you feel like shit and you see someone else feel like shit with you, it makes me it made me feel so much better. So go if you can watch her stuff. I watched her stuff when I was like really sh- like shitty and sick, mm-hmm. and I just oh she made me feel also, so much better. Yeah, I love her. She also has the best closet. I'm convinced of anyone I've ever seen in my entire life and she gets it all secondhand i love her i think she's a fantastic human being she's great yeah yeah she's my at migraine babe on tiktok and on instagram and i will i'll link her make myself a note well anything else about egypt you want to say just go like you won't regret it um it's just it's phenomenal um i don't know just just go any trip you're trying to take, plan it within within your relative abilities, right? Like, if you're like, well, I think I have. Well, I mean, like, no. where? But like, no, no, don't not do it because you feel like you can't do it. But if you're right. like, I want to go on a cruise, you can go on a cruise. If you want to go to Egypt, you can go to Egypt. If you want to go to Florida, you can go to a trip to Florida, a hundred percent. But what I mean by mm-hmm. that is like, if you're on this trip to. Egypt and someone goes on a boat and you're like I don't want to go on the boat don't go on the boat don't go on the boat like don't don't stress yourself out I will say though there was an opportunity to go inside of the pyramid I I don't like sometimes I do do stuff with my vestibular disorder I'm like shouldn't I have done that but I'm like whatever what else are you gonna go inside come on just recover for a couple days like it's fine Mm -hmm. so I went in there and it was like it was kind of a disaster but also remembering everyone else was having a hard time doing it too everybody else was sore do you know what i mean like it wasn't Mm -hmm. there's not it's not just a a me thing but yes it's a very good idea to 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 pick and choose what you want to do and what you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly so choose the thing that you're comfortable with but go on the trip if you want to do the ding do the damn thing do the damn thing honestly and i know it's hard to get there but you can get there you can you can all right i have some Fun, quick questions for you. You ready? Yes. Okay. What's your favorite thing about vestibular group fit? Um, the supportive community. You. Oh, I know. Oh. Um, so sweet. And I would say the workout. Ooh, I like that. Because they are scaled to people that are just starting out. And I think that is so important because when you're going to go to a workout class, you're like local place, like good luck. <laughs> they're probably yeah. going to, they just don't understand. They just yeah. don't understand. That's okay. And you can get back to that thing. Like literally you will, you will. three you hours. Will. Of pickleball. But I can't even play you, three hours of pickleball. It's in, I know it's because I can't stop. <laughs> I love that your mom got you addicted to pickleball. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shout out to her. Shout out to Catherine Webster. Shout out to Catherine. Mm. I love it. Um, okay, what's your biggest goal that you have reached or would want to reach as a member or a person with a vestibular disorder? Well, I think for me, like it would be to be on as little medication as possible. I love meds. I think they're amazing. I think for the time being, if you need to be on them, please med up. But like, I don't want to be on meds long term. Um, I I want to be on just maybe a little bit of med long-term maybe just the, I just want to decrease the amount I have to take fair enough I think you'll get there I can see yeah. it in your I can see it in your yeah. future not that this is medical advice but I can see it in your future as if I can like <laughs> psychically read your brain or something I can't <laughs> um okay what's w- one thing you wish you knew when you di- got diagnosed that you now know um and I'm going to say this again even though I said it at the beginning of the Love thing it. is that key. Yes, um, that you don't have to do this alone. There's a, there's not a big, but there's a support community out there. And um, I, um, I don't know, just that you don't have to do this alone and that you, there's people that will support you. Um, and if you're being shamed or if you're being told that, and I know we talk about this a lot, vestibular group fit, like you're not you're you're like I can't believe people do this like making it up or or, or someone's like confusing you like run you don't need that you need somebody who's really gonna listen to you and and validate how you're feeling um because I can't imagine if I were to do this and someone was telling me that it wasn't real like that would just really piss me off so 
just just that there's a community out there and, and we love you and we're here for you. Mm-hmm. We are. We're here for you. We love you. And one other piece of advice you'd offer to others going through something similar. Get like in touch with yourself and and really start listening to what you need. And I know that's hard, especially for me, for someone who really never did that to begin with. Um, but start little and maybe just start asking yourself what you need during the day, because I, I don't feel like you're going to get very far if you're going to ignore yourself and ignore your needs. It's just not going to work with a vestibular disorder. You're almost going to be like forced to slow down and and take care of yourself. And if that's hard for you, like start little, but but don't don't neglect yourself because it won't get better. Totally. I'm with you. I think that's great advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate the time. You're welcome. You're the best. Anything else you want to say before we go? No, not really. Just play pickleball. You'll really like it. It's really fun. Really like it. it is really fun. Do you play? Uh, yeah, I play. Oh. I actually, okay, here's a secret. I actually rage quit because my husband kept beating me. <laughs> so oh, no other that person was really to play with. mad. No, it's, it's cool. It would it piss is, me off. Oh, it's too much losing. Like I'm not. I will be competitive at work, at school, but like at games, I'm not usually that competitive. Like I'll play. Yeah. I love it. I'm here yeah. for it. Like, yeah. I'll get into it. But if I lose, it's like yeah. it's fine. I lost like a hundred times, and I was like, I can't That's lose. Fun. I can't yeah. do this anymore. And you also can't Someone let kicking, me win. Yeah. So like, yeah, kicking your ass on a, on a daily basis is yeah. not the most fun. I get, I need I get a new it. Partner. I need yeah. a new partner. Anyways, I know. That's Madison. That's- <laughs> He's a nicer person. <laughs> He's very nice. He's just so athletic. It's infuriating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Thanks so much for listening today. Find me on Instagram at the Vertigo Doctor, Dr. Jenna at dizzy.rehab.therapist, and the pod at grounded.vestibular.pod. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our channel wherever you get this podcast. And if you're interested in working with us, try Vestibular Group Fit, the affordable, comprehensive program that focuses on movement, mindset, support, and education to take you from frustrated and dizzy to feeling in control of your vestibular disorder. Use code GROUNDED at checkout for 10% off your first subscription. Or we can work together one-on-one in California, Virginia, Minnesota, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Wyoming, and Wisconsin. Your success story begins today. Dizziness does not have to be forever. Let's get you the right tools to thrive. Love ya, and we'll see you next time on Grounded.